Turn up the volume. We're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. 24 minutes past 11, Smithy, and uh, other than Jeremy Coney managing to crowbar movement in his loins into the conversation 30 seconds after picking up the phone, um, the punters have really enjoyed hearing you and Jeremy. Uh, Jared says, great chat with your old mate. Could listen to you guys for hours. And there's another text here. Smith, you and Jeremy Coney talking cricket is fantastic. Exciting broadcast ahead. So hopefully we'll be able to keep uh, Jeremy in the loop when he's up there and get him to stay up late for a few different discussions with us. That would be fantastic. And speaking of cricket, did you see Devin Conway's, well, I don't want to say match winning, but 40-odd to give Flem another IPL final. Listen, brilliant. Uh, Stephen Fleming's longevity is... Longevity in coaching Indian cricket teams is a really tough thing to achieve, right? Stephen Fleming has been with Chennai since day one as a player and now through as a coach. His relationship with MS Dhoni is undeniable. Uh, the owners, he plays a very good game, Flem. And the good news is that Chennai do time after time after time. He will absolutely be thrilled with the um, impact, uh, the contribution of Devin Conway this year who has come off, I think, at least nine times uh, in this competition so far and don't bet against them in the final either. So, good story, really good story. Uh, Conway, undoubted, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, interestingly, uh, during the Sparks sport commentary of the cricket, Flem was always so devoted in his passion for Devin Conway's ability. And we're talking across all formats, but especially test cricket, and it's no... no I think coincidence that he's gone over and really succeeded under his leadership at Chino. I, I think that's outstanding and, and it's really good to see him in some form ahead of that World Cup. Uh, now, interestingly enough, um, <laughs> this is probably not, not overly surprising, but we have seen some more, um, well, back and forth around the America's Cup, the, the trip to Saudi Arabia to Jeddah for the pre-regatta. Um, we've had one of, I guess, this version of Team New Zealand's real detractors over the last wee while, and he was a long-term member of the New Zealand Yacht Squadron, uh, Hamish Ross. He's been involved in a lot of these legal battles with Emirates Team New Zealand back and forth, and you, you see him quoted. Now, there's an interesting story that's been put up on stuff.co.nz, which I thought was fascinating, where they've pretty much asked him for all, all his issues and uh, around where this is going, and he's essentially said that this is... And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is what the article includes. Um, he, he's actually in, mentioned that the taking this pre-regatta to Jeddah is likening it to the Nazi Germany 1936 Olympics, which is, you know, some pretty hefty language to be using. And um, I guess he's disappointed. I just, I, I do wonder around whenever we get into these America's Cup discussions what the agendas are and, you know, whose side, who's on. And it gets a little bit murky, doesn't it, Smithy? But it's just, I, I think this is a story to follow because I don't think this is the last we'll hear of it before this regatta goes ahead in, well, towards the end of this year. It's mucky. Uh, it's mucky business. It's big money business. It's big prestige business. It's big ego business. It's big machinery business. There's so much at stake. Um, and when you get, uh, I mean, listen, let's go back to Dennis Connor. Remember Dennis Connor with Paul Holmes? Paul Holmes put it on Dennis Connor. Uh, Paul, uh, Dennis Connor left the building. Uh, you know, that's the kind of personalities. Alan Bond back there, and when the Aussies won it uh, off Stars and Stripes, way, way, way back then with John Bertrand there. I mean, these are seriously, seriously high profile people 
with seriously, I mean mountainous egos. Uh, and they clash. They clash off the water as much as they do on. Yeah, very well said. And it has been that way for a long period of time, as you point out. Hey, could I get you one text or two before we shoot off to Stumped? This one from Grant is I've been wanting to get to all, all day. Re-TAB and Entain, retail outlets. So we're talking punch shops, we're talking pubs, we're talking places you can go to put a bet on. Retail outlets. With these now big, Will these now be a big focus in Australia? Smithy, your, your TAB frequently visited Hamilton, the Frankton, closed down after Melbourne Cup last year, had two years on their lease with the Hamilton Workingmen's Club, paid but the closed doors. Was one of the biggest turnovers in the country, have seen a dramatic downturn in Hamilton, um, working men's club members having a bet as a regular older punter doesn't seem to go online or use self terminals hoping this will now change now really interesting point from Grant when I went around the South Island on a bit of a tour with my partner Shannon last year we did the West Coast and one of the things that uh, all around the West Coast I'm talking Blackpool I'm talking Kamara I'm talking up and down the West Coast and one of the things I came back with was oh my there is a real deep rooted connection with equine culture Going back to when we used horses and then racing, horses for mining, all that sort of thing, then racing, and the connection that these regional and rural places in New Zealand have with racing. There's a a deep and intrinsic connection there. But we've turned our back on the regions because of financial situations um, in a racing sense and, and not being able to fund a lot of this stuff. Your tracks are closing down. One of the ways I think you can keep your connection is if you can make sure that people can still have a punt in these regional and rural outlets and these places around the country. There needs to be a terminal. There needs to be a, TAB, a TV with racing on a lot of these places around the country. It was one of the, the things that smacked me in the eyes when I came back. And I came back and I vented to Clado about it. And he said, well, why don't you do something? Thing. Well, maybe this is an opportunity to do something. Maybe Intain would see the value in promoting and investing in our regions, in our rural centres, to get racing back in the TVs, back in the pubs, back in the punch shops, and then create some grassroots and you know infect the racing public that way. Do I make sense, Smithy? Am I am I rambling or? No, you're not rambling. Uh, I think the most amazing thing about that, Louie, that that little um, resume that you've just put there, is that actually Shannon actually went to the West Coast with you. I think that was probably the most amazing thing of the lot. But but having said that, I think you're right. Uh, you can't go and buy a, a tin of paint from a paint shop if the paint shop's not open. Uh, get my drift. Uh, it's a, a bed is a product, um, and one of the great things um, was the personal contact about losing or winning your money and building a relationship with a person across the counter, just like when you used to go to the bank and have a favourite teller, for God's sake. Those <laughs> days are gone too. I mean, it's just... Oh, it drives me up the frigging wall banking. The amount of money those dudes are making. You see, they make... They increase the interest. One of them increased their interest profit by $1.6 billion. That's the interest alone uh, quality. Oh, my Godfathers. My Godfathers. Oh, We've got to do something different. Let's get to Stump Smithy for how long? 